Are you ready for truly hydrated skin? Meet Hyaluronic Body Serum, a breakthrough in body care from Osea. It's clinically proven to instantly increase hydration by 161%. Their lightweight, fast-absorbing serum delivers 24 hours of non-stop hydration for silky smooth skin without the sticky afterfeel. Osea's latest innovation combines the magic of their best-selling Hyaluronic Sea Serum with a new formula that's good for the whole body and five types of hyaluronic acid to target every layer of the skin. Osea is a women-founded, women-led brand that's been crafting seaweed-powered products for nearly 30 years. The best part? Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER. This is David Moyes. This is Yapstam. This is Ryan Fraser. This is Troy Daly. This is Jurgen Klopp, and you're listening to The Big Interview with Graham Hunter. Thank you, Jurgen. I travel to all these interviews from Barcelona, and our socios, our beloved members, keep us on the road. This independent podcast wouldn't happen without them. Please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter right now to join us, to become a socio, and to get every interview we produce without adverts and before it goes out on the main feed plus lots of bonus content including the chance to put questions to our guests and to me via the monthly Q&A so do please go to patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and join the club and get your family and friends to do so maybe even strangers in the street love you So now we've got part two of Bruno Lage, Wolves manager, ex-Benfica coach, with you on the big interview. This is about being the coolest guy on the pitch. He was an enlightening man, Bruno Lage, and I'll have to be honest with you, once the off button was switched, he continued to talk, interestingly, for another hour. How frustrating for me that at that point he felt off the record and he continued to expand at length on what is a really interesting mind. He's somebody who spends an awful lot of time analysing, coming to unusual conclusions. He's definitely a person who will give you new perspectives on football and on modern life. In this part, the Wolverhampton Wanderers manager goes deep into how the power of the image can overcome the distractions of modern life when he's trying to seed his football philosophy into the minds of young players. This was a point that Bruno was very strong upon. All he was trying to get across is that he sees a need to try and use audiovisual technology to get specific points into the minds of younger footballers, points which, in a different era, perhaps they would already have known, but because of the way that society and life is now, he sees gaps in their awareness, gaps in their knowledge. And therefore, he tries to plug those gaps and he explains how. There's good big interview content about why a boss should be the coolest guy on the pitch. And I ask him how on earth do the coaches of top clubs cope with a World Cup slap bang in the middle of a season. Welcome back to the big interview with Bruno Lage. I hope you enjoy it. (laughs) 
was reading about the, 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 the book that you participated in about um, the mode of training that's so important to you. And this so much is focused on unifying all the different strands of a footballer's life and communication is a big thing and also getting inside the player's head, communicating. You, like you might watch a game two or three times after it's happened and you'll create clips to, to inform the player and it feels like you're an intense communicator. Is there a time you have to worry about... So, for example, again in the past, sorry to mention the past, Alex Ferguson was successful, but like he was a manager rather than a coach, didn't spend much time on the training ground. The things he said was, were, were inspirational, very man-to-man. They were like man management. Whereas my understanding is that you'd be much keener on constantly giving information to improve players, to correct mistakes... Do you have to be careful about how much you're in their head? You talked about just setting objectives around the training ground and the words stay with them and resonate. But do you have to be careful about like burnout or how much a player can, can take in, in in terms of you wanting to improve them? Of course. That's um, the main point. How to the first communicate the, the, the other side. The people need to be there to listen. If you are not listening... That's why sometimes when I say two or three times, it's, it's like that. We watch like 30 minutes, 30 minutes should be the offense, our offensive game. In 90 minutes, we have 20, 30 minutes of offensive game. After you select the best ones, it will be around 12 minutes. After we watch again that 12 minutes and after, we go for the things that we can show, two or three things that we can improve or two or three things that we are doing better and we need to continue to do it. So that's one part. And... And the other thing is to find the right moment to talk with him after the game, which is the best part to talk, or if it's necessary to talk, because sometimes we didn't talk, they know they, what they, they did. Sometimes it's just, uh, I watch, I don't, I don't need to show the image because I can talk with them because they, they know. Um, also, when, when you go to the, to the games, what kind of information I need to give for, for these players. Because, like I told you, and you, you, talk, you talk about uh, Sir Alex Ferguson, and I was, um, six months ago, I talked with uh, Rio Ferdinand, and uh, we shared 30 minutes of a good talk when he went to, to our training ground, and he knows about football. And we talk about that, about different generations. We are talking about that a generation, when they go on the bus, they don't have nothing. They don't have iPhones, they don't have music. They don't have nothing. So for talk, they will talk about football. They will talk, we're going to play against, I don't know, Man United against uh, Chelsea. Guys, we know they are playing with the system. I know I'm going to face this striker, how he moves, how this, how that. They, they have that because they don't have nothing. Today, I think these guys have a lot of things they have in their phones, in their iPhones, they have a lot of things. Every film, every so song. Music, social media, films, so on. And that, that's one, one worry for, for us. In these days, we need to put them to watch things. That's, that's my concern. Sometimes you don't need to watch, but you don't need to watch at home. And I don't know if some people watch at home. So I have some schedules that we can go there. Sometimes we are talking about that, our team. Sometimes we are talking about, about football. Just for them, to give them things. Sometimes I don't talk and put on our TV, a lot of TVs we have in the gym, in the dressing room, 
the cafeteria, some, some things that the guys, oh, I'm here. And I can watch a video for three or four minutes and the image is, videos, image are is powerful. Sometimes it's better not say nothing and the image they, they know. So we need to take, we need to replace that time that 20 years ago people was talking about football or you go home and today I, we just have three or four channels and we know you have a game and you want to see. And today you have channels, you have Netflix, you have Amazon, you have iPhone, you have WhatsApp with message. We are talking and we are receiving message, photos, Instagram, social media. After you don't have time for little things. But Bruno, this is fascinating because again, from, again for somebody born in 1963, I've never seen a time when in theory more people are paying more attention to football. And maybe I'm talking about those who are outside the professional game. Because every kid who loves football sits and makes videos and they use the names of... And in the old days when I was growing up, nobody taught tactics in Britain. We won, we lost, we played badly, we played well. He's a hero, he's an idiot. On the weekends in Britain growing up, no media put the 11 names of who would be playing, mm -hmm. never mind positions or the opposite. Now, everybody wants to talk tactics. Everybody believes they are a coach. Everybody is posting. But you're suggesting that maybe within the game, we're getting younger players who are spending less time devoted to watching 90 minutes of football because they flick in and out or there's lots of distractions. And you need to replicate what happened naturally. Some things, some things, some examples, good examples about about uh, systems, about about everything, about the position, about, about little things. If you you, I don't know if you sometimes you do interviews with younger players. So that's next time you you, you can start ask them what was the last 19 minutes game they watch, and they will say. So we need to replace that because important for them. And we need to understand the modern days. We need to understand that that they spend more time. They have more things to think about it, and uh, and also and they, they've spent less time playing in the garden, playing in the street, playing five v seven. The, the things that the things they can learn with them. With them, look. That's why sometimes uh, I'm talking. Sometimes I'm talking with Juan, and you know he wants to be he wants to be a manager and. I usually joke with him that I'm, uh, when he becomes manager, he don't have the luck I have. Because now I can still have players, they know the game. And when I say they know the game, they know the position and they can help the other guys. In five or six years, I don't see if still have these kind of players. You have, but maybe less. Guys to understand more than just the things that he can do. But the, the whole game, every position, you know, just not, I know my position. But that's why after some, some great players become great managers and some great players. That's a frightening thing that you've said. That's Jean Moutinho you're talking to when you say, like, maybe you won't have the same luck. In, in five, six, seven, ten years, you, you, the, that's what, that's there won't what, be players who understand the game? That's why, no, no, it, it, it's not that, that so I So mean. broadly... That's the, 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 the thing that understand the game, that sometimes they need to... You change the systems, you're playing the different systems, and some of them, okay, now I'm playing the different system, what I should do. They, 
You know what I mean? They need to I adapt. Do, I do. I know what you mean, but I, I, like, I have to respect your authority. Ahead that's of why. That's but why. When I watch football why, now, yeah. I see more intelligence on the pitch than when I was young. When I was young, I saw teams that could win and they battled and they were unified and probably they went out to drink together and they fought. Now, what I see more than when I was growing up is teams that are intelligent, that are flexible. No, I'm, I'm not saying that the teams are not like that because for sure all the managers in the world see the same things that we need to spend more time teaching the things and talk about and share information. I'm not, I'm, what I'm saying is not... That the football grew up, the football grew up. The raw material. But we, we, we need to be, we need to replace the information. And you need to think about that today uh, Man City plays against Man United and 90% of our players don't watch, for example. And they, or they don't, are we going to play against a team, pass on TV, and maybe they don't watch. So we need to replace that. What? Give information from the opponent. Uh, give information, so let's talk about football in general, how we can play in one system, another system, another system. Before they will follow the knowledge, I want to learn, and now we need to provide the information for them to learn. I love the idea that in the cafe, in the gym, there are clips there that are just getting, and it makes them talk and, and e- think. E- exactly. Before, maybe they invite two or three teammates to watch the game in their home, and they can discuss the football. Yeah. And maybe in these days... This kind of things don't happen. So we need to provide that. We need to provide that for them. Okay, start talking. They are lunch, see image, and they start talking. Stimulate them. I don't invent that. I, I learned that from my experience. So I saw different guys do that with image, with videos, with photos. And after that, I experienced it. This is a good way that we put people talk. We put people understand what we want Better. So I understand completely, but you pointed out there's one trend where footballers, uh, young footballers, might not watch 90 minutes or might, might say, um, I go for a film or I go for my girlfriend or I play a game they are rather than watch a match. And yeah. So other people have said, um, Florentino Perez at Madrid has said, for example, we need to think about catching the attention of young people watching changing the structure of the games not, never mind the Super League but maybe change the structure of games make them four times 22 minutes or, and at FIFA they're talking about whether the games should be shorter or how to package football in order to meet the changes in the younger generations are you a fan of any of that? now not only talking about your footballers but does, does football need to change the basic product of 90 minutes because the population and society is changing or not? I think the only thing I change sometimes the, the, the days between the games because... Not I, enough. Not enough. And sometimes we have... Before, we sometimes the, team, the teams play, uh, I don't know, 40, 45 games per season, right? And now they're playing a lot of games. Even now... How much the summer players they play for a lot of competitions. After they finish, they go to national team. One more competition, so it means uh, more games. And some of them have two or three weeks to switch off. It I think it's not enough. So, so not enough in the season, and sometimes, or most of the times, during the season. I think we need to find a way because uh, after if you, if you if you are playing and if you are not 
game by game by game and you, you are not fresh and you are not you don't have time to training to to play better after the games are the same so I think that's the only thing I, I, I think a little bit next step would to change maybe now with the five subs I think the rhythm and the intensity it, of the game it's a good can, idea right can change can change a little bit let's see what what happened it will be the, my first time with five five with just three breaks because if you break to do five one at a time it's, we won't kill the game yeah. I can write the games in the preseason after second half you cannot take the same from what you get from what you get from the first half so can can be interesting to see how the rhythm continue but one one, one of the things is so important is the way you prepare the team to play in this level and we are playing the Premier League and Premier League level it's so intense and how many goals you can score in the end happened with us last year we score and we concede goals in the last minute and the game change change like that so my concern is and we have lucky because we just play one or two times per week but the other teams that's why it's so amazing to watch what the teams like uh, City, City and Liverpool, Liverpool did it's we play against Liverpool in the last minute emotional leaving that emotional since the first day until the end after we start winning City was losing Liverpool in that moment won the league so they get so emotions and comes from one emotion to another emotion to another emotion after a long season and play games consecutive games and with the travels it's so hard that it was amazing to 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 watch for seven years and we've had 24 million listens we've had people who have been our socios our season ticket holders the whole time they've been with us sometimes we ask them to send in questions there's two one from Peter Allen saying Josie Sa was one of the brilliant signings of the season what do you look for when you try to recruit a keeper and to any extent did Jose surprise you with the power of his character and performance this season Jose is one of the, those names. He was born in 1993. I never worked with him. I, I, when, I, when I meet him at the first day, I, I said to him, I don't, we have an image in my, my head watching you say goodbye from Benfica Academy because we have a talent goalkeepers. We have uh, Ederson, we have uh, Bruno Varela, now he's in Vitória de Guimarães, and we have him. And this, the decision was to keep these two. That's why I never worked with him, but the decision from the other managers was to keep those two and, uh, and to release Jose and Jose went for Maritimo Maritimo went so he's a he have a, a that's why difficult hard and the big big and the difficult challenge and after I don't know it was 2012 after 10 years he arrived in the Premier League and uh, so I'm not surprised with them because already, I already know his talent and and when I talk about Jose, I need to talk about the work that Tony Robs, Robert do it with, uh, with, with the goalkeepers. I met him in Swansea when I was with Carlos and 
my first idea when I have the invitation, was the invitation is to invite him to work with me, but because I know what he can do, the organization he have in training, and the, the standards he want. If you remember what great seasons Muka Fabianski did with him, he worked in Arsenal with him, Swansea with him. Uh, Muka for me, it's one of the best goalkeepers I work. And uh, I said to Jose, Muka, you're going to work with one of the best goalkeepers coach. You, if you come to mentality, just not to come, but to come and to start to improve, you can do better and grow up. And, and he did. So I've, it's, it, was, it was a good... I'm happy because it was the, the right partnership between a goalkeeper and it was, I don't know, a big responsibility because he wants to come and replace a big name like, like Rui Patricio and he did a fantastic season, a big evolution. And now the next step is, is, is important. I think José needs to be uh, a little bit more leader and to grow up as um, not is not, but to be Still more. the top of the top, top top, top top, because he he have value for that. If you do that step, I'm here every day, every moment, and do a consistent one more consistent season like he did in the previous one. I think he can he can be one of the good names uh, in these in these days. Gordon Holland is the next guy asking a question and he's asking you to, to put yourself back at Villa Park two down come back to win 3-2 with seconds to go Gordon says when the rest of us were having heart attacks Bruno was as cool as a cucumber on the touchline but what was really going through his mind? That's the question If Gordon go watch my games in Benfica and so on I never celebrate too much so every time I'd be there and come when we finish the game, now we have the three points, we can celebrate a little bit. But during the game, I'm not that kind of man. Sometimes I celebrate a little bit, but not much. I was like, like this as assistant I'm, I'm, and now as a, as a manager. And I want to, to take the emotional side out of me and try to every time think about, about, uh, about the game. And what happened in that day, it was, it was football. I remember that day, we start well. We didn't play with, with, with Raul. He comes from. Uh, uh, he arrived just the day before from from Mexico. We we start with Wang. Wang also we have a big, a big trip from. I don't know. We fight a, more than twelve hours, and we start well in the game. But they score two 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 goals because the strikers they have, they are amazing and they start two goals, and uh, we change a little bit. We put Daniel because Daniel it was in that moment that Daniel. As you know, he started the season uh, with injuries, with some problems. We put Daniel, we put Fabio, and Daniel started to play between the lines, receive the ball between the lines. We scored one goal, and after we see, we see that Aston Villa comes from uh, four or five bad results, and we see the, the guys start to motivate after we scored in the corner, after the, the last minute when the Ruben scored that goal, the ball touch. In, in, in the, on the wall and, and, and we scored a 3-2 it's football in the same way we were playing better against Liverpool and we lose 1-0 or we were playing uh, very good against Leeds 2-0 and after Raul sent off they changed the game for them but the, 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 the thing is about me is every time try to 
don't leave too much the emotion of the game and try to be the coolest guy in the world to help my team in, the, in that moment. It seems like the right um, priority. The last thing then to leave you with, because your time is valuable, you're, you're, going, you. you're going into a season where there's going to be a World Cup in the middle of a domestic season. It's crazy. I know that there are some coaches in Europe who are planning for their players, their groups of players, because there'll be one group of players that goes to the World Cup and does quite well. And they come back happy and fresh and full of energy. There'll be one group that goes to the World Cup and maybe does okay. And they come back thinking, well, I've played in a World Cup, but we didn't win. We didn't go so good. One group of players who come back upset, broken. They played badly. They feel sore. And one group of players who never go to the World Cup and who stay with you. So with the quality of planning... that you- There's one more group. That's the guys who put in the World Cup. And after three or four days opens the transfer windows and they go. So it's not four groups, it's five groups. <laughs> How the hell? We need to think about everything. How the hell do you plan for that? And then when they come back, even the guys, you, maybe you have some guys who come back and they've lifted the World Cup. Three days later, bang, it's Newcastle away. Four days after that, it's Liverpool at home. That, that's why in these days it's so hard to be manager and to try to control everything. That's why... One of the most important things, it's, it's, it's my staff, so it's just not me. With me, I have six persons, and the persons also, they link with the departments of the club. So maybe the, our club or departments are just for football, I have around, I don't know, 25, 30, 30 persons to think, about, to think about everything. And in that period, we're going to be, for sure, uh, very different than the others. We're going to spend more time in the break of the middle of the season, it's more time than during season. So, we, so the break will be around what six? It's going to be a big weekend after that, a big um, a big break, and after that, start one game, right? And then start a new transfer window. So it will be strange for for sure. So I think our plan, and we are preparing the things in that way. We need to. We need to look for what happened, especially Wolves, what can happen in the next uh, three months, until middle of November. After that, the players go to World Cup, like you said, someone stay, and you never know what happened. So we need to, to manage individual, how they come, how many, how many players stay with us. After some players just play three games and return, after some players go to the final and return. So we need to be specific, like, like, we, did, like we did in the preseason. So uh, we want to give at least three weeks to everyone. Uh, we start on 27. Why? Because the guys who don't play for national team, and it was very important. And now I feel happy for that decision. We prefer to start early with, I don't know, five players, but if you remember, Johnny was injured. Pedro, it was injured, and we tried to put him in the good level the um, last, last, last season, and we don't have enough time. And he, remember, he scored against Liverpool, and after 10 minutes, he asked to, for a uh, sub. And um, so I, we, we take the decision. Let's go one week early. So we start 27 with these players, and we bring all the players from from the academy to work with him. 
and it was good because now I can see Pedro starting the preseason very well, he scored goals, he feels confident, John in the same way. So we take the decision because of that. After, on 4th, we start with a Portugal plate on the Saturday, so we give three weeks for them, so everyone was here on, the, on Monday to start. Uh, Cody and Leander, um, they, they, they play on Tuesday, so they just arrive at the same day uh, on Wednesday, for them to also to have the same three weeks. And Wank, he played national team, and he went to uh, for the course of military course, and they come back just for 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 the camp. So we need to go uh, case by case at, and to to understand the moment of the season. This one it was in the last moment, so it was like finish the season, and we take the decisions. And to be honest, in this moment, I'm very happy with the decision we did because everyone come fresh. And the guys who don't play for national team, they they have one more week that we can spend more time with them. We can we can grow up step by step their performance, and and the decision was a, a, more about Johnny and Pedro, and they are they are in good in the, in a good moment. So let's see what happened. The way the, the the Premier League goes until middle of November, and after we need to understand case by case. We need to, how many days we need to, to rest a little bit, how many players come back to training, how we go, so to, to put everyone at the same level when they start the competition will be in the 24, right? December 24. Maybe the thing to do is to use the World Cup for all the players who stay behind. You make it an obligation that they have to watch 90 minutes every day. Maybe that's the best way to bring... I need to take their phones. Bring all our, take their phones and everything away from them. One more thing, it's, as you know, uh, that we need to have also in our mind that they go and they will play in the different systems, sometimes in yeah. different positions, sometimes in the different, in the different rhythms. So it's a lot of things... Different disciplines, because some international coaches say, guys, easy time, you give me performances in the pitch, the training is easy. And also, some guys are like strict, strict. It's a total change. Yeah. And, and, and also the weather, for sure. They will, in, Portugal, in Portugal, Spain or England, the weather will be one, and in Qatar, that period will be different. So it's every, a lot of things to, to think about it. That's why I used to say it's, one day at a time, one day at a time. You never know what happens next day, what I can control, it's, it's the work. So, what you can control? We performed well uh, last night, uh, different system, the, 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 our players are received the idea very well, they are trying very hard to play like that, and no, what I want is to when we start the, the, the season against, against uh, Leeds, I look at my team and I can see my team now can dominate very well to two systems. Ah, so better flexibility, so more difficult for the rival to predict what you're going to play like. That's it. Same dynamic, but different system. Gordon Holland, you've learned why uh, Bruno is cool as a cucumber. Control what you can tr control one day at a time and dominate lots <laughs> of systems if you can. 
Bruno Lage, Bruno Nascimento, it's been a pleasure talking to you. You're Good welcome. luck for the season. Okay. Thank you. Thank for, you. Thank, thank you, you for sharing your knowledge. Thank you. You're welcome.